By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. It is BS.show. Good morning, sleepyhead Shelly. Are you okay? I am. How are you? Oh, man, I couldn't be any. If, if I were any better, somebody would pass. Be a, twins? No, somebody would pass a law against it. You know, they'd be. They, I think they probably have. <laughs> they'd be sick, sick, thinking he's having too much fun. We can't have that, right? Uh, it is very cold. It is probably the coldest it's been what in several years. I guess I don't remember. Fall chilling, gold, cold, minus five. Yeah, man. I'm, I have two dogs that are great peers that yeah. are meant to be outside dogs. They've got three layers of fluff. Right. They don't like it's it. It's right? too cold for them to be outside what any they, length of time. They stick their nose out the door. I'm not going out, right? Yes, they do. Actually, <laughs> I'm staying it's inside. Cold fist, <laughs> it's nice and cold, warm. You know, rush of of uh, icy icy cold. God, it is. Nasty. They'll turn around and go back. The one will. The older one will turn around and go back into his room. Okay, if it wasn't for the cold, the snowstorm was not that big of a deal. Because in most Correct. places, I think in the St. Louis area, the most anybody got is like four inches. I think pretty much the average is like maybe two to three. Um, and but we're not out of the woods yet, are we? Yeah, it's, the storm's gone. The storm was pretty much through by by like six, seven o'clock yesterday evening. Let me look at the map again. I haven't looked at this before, before this morning. But yeah, I. Well, we're not out of the woods as far as the temperature is concerned because it's going to be cold all the way through no, Christmas Day. No, I'm talking Day. about the just the crappy weather in general. Uh, let me look at the at the radar. Um, I don't believe there's any more storm storms coming our way. Uh, let me look at this. Um, yeah, it looks looks clean and green. Or looks, as a matter of fact, look, I'm looking. I don't see anything. Yeah, it says my computer says it's clear. Yeah, there's nothing to the west of us. With the exception of a storm up in, uh, this is interesting. It's in Seattle, and it they may be getting snow in Seattle. I don't think they normally got snow in Seattle. According to this, it's snowing in Seattle. They just don't get sleep. Okay, the storm is now. It's just killing the Northeast. I mean, it's anywhere from probably Ohio. Uh, east up into Canada, north into Canada, and south down into the Carolinas. It's just crazy time. Now, further north... Crazy time? Is that like party time, well, only not? Well, further north, it's snow. Further south, it's rain. So, anyway. Uh, oh. I'm, I, there's a little thing here. View snow depth. Uh, no, I don't want to pay nine ninety nine to view snow depth. I'm a cheapskate, right? Okay, so anyway, that's what's going on with that. Uh, can I be honest with you, Shelly? Oh, please be honest with me, Brad. You know how I I love it when you're not honest with me. I'm so, so tired. So let's do a change and let's be honest with me. I'm so tired of hearing about the Royals. I'm so tired of hearing about, you know, Megan and Harry. And, oh, just leave, you leave me alone. Well, I didn't know why they had a problem with her until somebody told me that um, that that she was of 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 african descent and i'm like can can i tell you what i think the problem is i, I don't know i don't I, I personally don't know why that's a problem but well i don't i don't it think it must be a problem with them and i don't understand i don't think it's a race problem i think it's a country problem they just don't like the fact that he married a gal from from the states you know what i'm saying across the pond as they would say well it, you know there's probably a lot of truth to that i think that's the issue and she hasn't helped herself anybody that makes me feel better actually by, by coming out and being snarky and stuff like that remember when she came out she says you know she was one of the suitcase girls on what was what was the show the i don't mean to be 
I I, re- I know what show you're talking. You about, know, it, it was with it was with Howie Man- Mandel. Okay. Yeah. And and um, she was like, oh, I was treated so poorly. And it's interesting because a bunch she of other was women. A suitcase girl. How yeah. expected did she be? No, that, not, Did she expect to be treated? Not a suitcase girl. A briefcase girl. But what was interesting was most when she came out and said this, how poorly she was traded and blah, 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 blah. A bunch of the other women who were on that show came out and, what was that? Did you just snort? Yeah, I did. A bunch bunch of the other women that were on that show came out and said, hey, we had a good time. We never had any problems. And a lot of them said that was the stepping stone that helped us with a career. Because once again, it's an experience thing in the radio business. If somebody calls me up and says, hey, can I be on the radio? And the first thing I says is, I say is, have you? Do you have any experience? And if they say no, I'm going like, well, you know, I mean, it's like it's like me calling up the Cardinals. Hey, can I pitch for you guys? Well, what experience do you have? Well, I played little league baseball 60 years ago. <laughs> oh, sorry, we'll we'll pass. You know what I mean? And and so, so how much much uh, experience did I have? Yeah, you're an exception. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, there, are, like for example, there's a guy who's now on network talk radio. The guy you can hear him on 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 uh, um, Jamie's station, 104.9, The Patriot, our Real Talk, which is Real Talk number one. There's Real Talk number two, which is Tracy's station. But anyway, they both have the same the Excuse same me, hairball. the same <laughs> positioning <laughs> statement. Okay, so there's a guy on there, and his name is Jesse Kelly. And he's really good, but he's only done it, and he's doing network. He's he's doing a network talk show. It's on. I don't know how many hundred stations across the country. He's only been doing this for like three or four years, and okay. he's just one of those natural talents. Now it's interesting. He tells his his story. Graduated from high school, joined the Marines. He was in the Marines like I think he joined the Marines like in ninety eight, ninety nine. He talks about. You know, they talk about, hey, where were you? Can you remember where you were and what you were doing when the planes hit the, the towers in New York City in 9-11? I remember. Well, he remembers because he was in a Marine Corps barracks. And he said to himself, uh-oh, this doesn't look good for the Marines. And sure enough, like six months later, he's in Afghanistan. You know, <laughs> he's fighting yep. He's fighting the fight in Afghanistan. Talks about how he was in the Marines for four years. He got out. He had all sorts of jobs. He worked construction. He did this. And I think the job he had right before he got in the radio business he was selling rvs i believe in dallas or someplace like that moved around the country went to all these kids about the fact that he's a junior college dropout you know i mean once again he's an exception he's a talented guy but most of your people you know it, it there's a learning curve to almost anything you know i mean if if you go watch construction workers and you go like ah, i could do that and you know, and then you try it it's like watching guys lay bricks you ever watch bricklayers I have, and it's fascinating. And and you go like, I could do that, and then you try it, and the bricks are like up and down. They're 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 not level. They're all over the place. The mortar's all screwed up and stuff like it's that. It's like I, I used to think that I could do my own nails. Can I can I tell you something which I'm always bad at, which I'm amazed at guys, and I've seen gals do this well too. Compliments. No, use a oh, ca- sorry. Use a caulking gun. Have you ever have you ever seen a really? Just because it always gets that last. Well, but. You have to have, it's like super coordinated because you have to have certain amount of pressure on, you know, on the lever to, you know, squeeze out the, the, the caulk. And then you have to have a certain amount of, of controlled movement and you have to have those two coordinated because if you push the lever too fast, you get a big old glob. If you push it too slow or if you move the, the caulking gun too slow, you get like a little thin thing. It doesn't work. 
there's like a perfect marriage. It's like it's like do you know how to drive a stick? I do. Okay. It's, it's been years, but I do. I bet you any money you can get in a car and drive it. And you know what I mean? It's one of those things. It's like once you learn, each car has a little bit different feel where the friction point is and stuff like that. But once you figure that out, once you, okay, I get this, you know, and it's funny because how many times recently have we talked about the fact that guys have tried, like carjackers have tried to steal cars and the car they steal is a stick and they get in and they can't drive it. You know, it's like the Or point. when they try to park your car in ballet. Oh yeah. And they screw it's it up like, and they burn the clutch never up. Never mind, I'll park Yeah, this. right, right. Well, see, like I have... A unique experience with my four kids. I taught all four of them how to drive a stick shift. All four of them. All four of my kids. We didn't do that with Tiffany, but we did make sure she learned how to drive in a truck. Including my daughter. My daughter can drive a stick shift. Rock on. Yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, her her mother is the world's best stick shift driver. I remember one time when I was dating her, she was looking for a new car. And we went to a dealership and she says, uh, and she says, I want to drive a stick shift. And the guy brings out a car for her to test drive. And the guy was this real snarky sales guy. He says, okay, honey. And he's, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get it out of the parking lot because I know you'll, you'll struggle getting out of the parking lot. He kills it twice. Okay. I'm in the backseat. I'm going like, okay, this guy doesn't know what he's in for. (laughs) She gets in the driver's seat takes off like she's been driving the car for a year i mean i'm telling you it was so funny and the car sales guy and i even said to him i said i goes i go you had trouble with this didn't you and he's going i did i go man she's a natural isn't she you know and he's going yeah she's pretty good you did know? you tell him that she deserved a an apology no no for no him being yeah. such a tool <laughs> well you know it's back in the let's let's go okay 30 years ago, okay, 30 years ago, uh-huh. when you went to buy a car, if you went by yourself, how did they treat you? Or did you go with your you husband? You know, it's funny that you say that because the very first car I bought, yeah, I did it by myself. My parents were not involved. Right. And they took advantage of me oh, like yeah. you would not believe. And did they demean you? Did they go, hey, honey, do you know anything about cars? No, Let but me- they... I didn't know anything about buying cars. Honey, I didn't know that everything is negotiable in life, which it is besides your health. Honey, honey, uh, you know, there's this thing back here. This is where you put what we call the go juice. Uh, some people call it gasoline. You open up this little flap right here. Uh, let me show you how to do this. Dude, I no, can do it. <laughs> they, no, they weren't condescending they like weren't that. Like Thanks that. so much, Brad. <laughs> but they, um, they put it this way. I paid full sticker for a used car. Wow. It was a Beretta. Oh my god. Well, no, I know. the Berettas weren't bad cars. It was it was they, It wasn't a bad little car until the transmission shattered. Well, it was the Vegas that were junk. And yeah, it, no, this was a Beretta. Matter of fact, it was a bright red Beretta. My parents were not happy with me. Well, and it took a little while to get used to cuz I, you know, I was driving 77 a 77 Ford LTD. Right. You know, which that car is just about as big as its hood. <laughs> yeah, the L- the old LTDs were were large cars, which they which, were. You just oozed. They turned into the 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 uh, Crown Victoria. Did they? Yeah, that's. What, I did not know that. Yeah, that's what that ultimately it became. It was the Ford LTD, and there was a version of that that were called. The the Crown Victoria, uh, the LTD Crown Victoria, and then they just they then they just renamed it the Crown Vic. Everybody calls it the Crown Vic. And you know what's sad about that is those cars are like in demand now. It's 
really hard to get an ex-police car. That it is because they don't make them anymore. So there's only so many Which of them. Which is surprising now, because um, with the taxi cabs now, the regulations say that their cab can only be so many years old. Really? Yes. Wow. Well, you know what? I want to buy, and I got the dealership all lined up, and I just don't have the money, and it's in Phoenix. There's a car dealer in Phoenix that I guess he's a used car guy. He bids on all the Arizona State Highway Patrol, uh, and they, they're they all using uh, Ford um, Explorers. And he has, I mean, you go on eBay. He's At any point in time, he's got five or six of these. And keep in mind, they're in Arizona. So in other words, no rust. You know, most of them have, have never had snow on them. You know, no salt, no rust, no anything like that. Maybe some places in Arizona, there's there's some, you know, up in the mountains. But for the most part, if it's like a southern Arizona car, if it's in Phoenix, uh, you know, uh, no rust, and they're all highway miles. It's not like buying a, you know, like a like a city vehicle that's been start and stop. You know, like the city cars. When the city police departments get rid of their cars, they're ready for the junkyard. You know. So <laughs> they're, question. They're, yes. If they're all highway miles, yeah. air quotes. Right. Isn't that worse than doing city driving no. when you start at zero? Nope. You get gradually go up nope. to like. 30 no, the worst thing as opposed to no the worst thing for you a car, know the, it, the 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 highway transition when you're going balls to the walls and no you, no you, you know no. the g-force is pulling your skin no the worst thing for a car is start and stop remember i told you the the tappet brothers you know the guys used to do the radio show on npr they one day said something that just stuck with me and he said the real wear and tear in a car is how fast you accelerate and how fast you decelerate. Now think about it. Most of the state troopers, like in Missouri, they're on the interstate. They're going like 60 miles an hour. You know, that's what they do. Now, I get what you're saying. Occasionally they're chasing somebody and they may go, you know, 90, 100, 110 or stuff like that. But for the most part, they're cruising along on the highways. The city cars start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. That that wear and tear on all the components on the frame and everything like that, it's like anything. It's like... You get these jetliners that go back and forth between the United States and like, like the, let's say they're flying, you know, into Europe. They go back and forth. Those ones are usually in pretty good shape. It's the ones that are like the like commuter planes that like, you know, take off in Springfield, Missouri, and land in Kansas City. Those are the ones that are beat to hell because of the fact that they got they have what they call cycles on them. So many cycles. I mean, like, and, and that's what's interesting. Like an aircraft, like a commercial aircraft, it comes down to how many hours how many flight hours, and how many cycles. So you can look at a, a you know an airliner that's going back and forth between the United States and, and, and Europe, like international plane. It may have like tens of thousands of hours, but the cycle count is very low. So in other words, the idea being every time it takes off, every time it lands, that puts stress on the airframe. The more times you do that, the more stress. The same, you know, same thing with a car. The more time you stop it, the more time you start it, puts stress in the car. State trooper, you know, some of these guys, if they're working the night shift, like let's say it was a real clear night, we'd have snow. These guys working the night shift, they may, you know, only, you know, start and stop maybe five or six times. They're just driving the entire night, you know, driving, 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 driving. Driving, 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 driving. So driving. you're saying they're driving? They were driving, 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 driving. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> oh, look, 647. How did we, how did we start saying that? So people are in their cars going, 
I can I can hear the buttons being pushed all over. <laughs> <Same chart. laughs> okay, we have, Me to, too. we have to take a break. It's six forty-seven. There you go, Shelly. Played your song for you. How's that? I knew that you did that. I played I'm your like, song just for you. Bless his little heart. That, I love that song. That's one of Shelly's favorite songs. And he does such a great rendition. Oh my god! Well, you can't say he anymore. <laughs> Well, he is a he. Well, but there. I read the story yesterday. I thought to myself, this is a bogus story. It turned out to be a true story. The Marine Corps completed a survey. Actually, they did uh-huh. more than a survey. They did an in-depth study. And they came back with 798-page study. And uh-huh. the topic of the study is they're considering having recruits not call their drill instructor ma'am or sir. Depending Seriously? Upon, depending upon... Shut up. Yes, the Marine Corps. So, you know, I mean, Dude, like... Dude, this is not something they need to be concerned with. I, they know, need to be trained as killers. I, thank you, Shelly Barr. Yes, that's pretty much not it. Not whether or right. not, ma'am or sir, is right. appropriate. It doesn't matter. Now... When you're being fired upon... Well, yeah. What are you going to use? Harsh language? <laughs> yes. You're going to say, you're going to say the enemy. I'm not going to say anything bad about the enemy. I might aff- offend them, even though I'm trying to kill them, right? <laughs> I mean, he's like, yeah. I, I you don't want to hurt their feelings. I read but this blam. and I thought to myself, am I reading the Babylon Bee there? And, and what's <laughs> interesting is, here, if you right now, and I haven't, here, I someone sent this to me, and I thought to myself, this can't be for real. Right, let me, if I just type in Marines, I'll do this on, on a search. Marines. Uh, I'll just type in big babies. No, I'll just type in three words: Marines, ma'am, sir. And I bet you all sorts of these articles come up. And yet it will prove I'm not lying about this. Yep, there's a touch from New York Post, uh, yeah, Daily Mail, MSN. I mean, one after the People's Gazette, YouTube. Yeah, here's the one from the New York Post. Let me read you the first paragraph. You think I'm kidding? No, um, I don't think you're kidding. The, I, I, I'm just. The, the U.S. Marines may ban recruits from respectfully addressing senior members as sir or ma'am to avoid misgendering and offending them. Okay, they're in the Marines. Okay, they're a drill sergeant in the Marines. Have you ever watched, what is it, Full Metal Jacket? Yes. I mean, I mean with Arlie. This is my rifle. This is my gun. This is for shooting. This is for fun. Okay, now what's what's his name? He died recently. Arlie. He was he was a real Marine Corps drill instructor. He was. He was also in the Frighteners. Arlie. He was in a bunch of movies. He did a bunch. Yes, of... he was. He was. He had a niche role because he was a drill instructor for his entire adult life, basically. Okay, the Marines paid the University of Pittsburgh two million dollars for the report. The exhaustive 738-page study that the Marines First Commission in 2020 said traditional ways of addressing superiors were holding back gender integration. Huh? Oh, please. <laughs> Whatever. Here, like, and here's here's the quote from the report. I, I sound terrible, but I know. It's really? Like, it's like, by teaching recruits to use gender-neutral identifiers for their drill instructors, services underscore the importance of respecting authoritative figures, regardless of gender. What the hell does that mean? So what would that be? Um, a U? I don't know. I mean, be a Pink Floyd song. Sir, yes, sir. You can't do that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You can't do that anymore. Yes, sir, ma'am. <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm, ma'am, sir. I'm going like I don't understand this. Now look, I have to. I have. <laughs> see, it's going to hurt. Okay, my belly hurts even saying this. You know, kind of like in my gut where you got that pain. Yeah, I agree with you. It's just like I just like ridiculous. 
Yeah. I mean, the Marines of all Ridiculous. people. Ridiculous. Our Air Force. I know your husband's an Air Force veteran. Air Force. Eh, I can sort of see with the Air Force because they're sort of wimpy people anyway, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell him that. <laughs> yeah, tell your husband I said the Air Force is a bunch of wimpy My people. My six foot five husband. Yeah. He'll pick me up and throw me like a like a rag, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. You know. Um, and all our listeners over at Scott Air Force Base are going. Let's find out where this guy lives. <laughs> yeah. We'll 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 accidentally drop a fuel tank from one of our planes on his house, right? Oh my god. No, it, that wouldn't be the fuel tank. That would be a bomb, the, right? Um, oh, the, the la- elimination tank. The la- latrine. They'll empty they'll empty the latrine yes. in, in the C one thirty or I don't it know. It will if, be blue. I don't know if they have those. Do they have like do they have like Bathrooms in like the big cargo planes. I guess they would. I don't know. I've never been in a big cargo plane. They might. They might have Jack's friend. You know who? You know who Jack's friend is. Uh, no. Okay. When I was flying, there was a play. I think it's still around called Sporty's Pilot Shop. At the time, it was a mail order catalog, and they used to have all these. They uh-huh. send it to you. You know, once you got your mail life, order as an M A I L or yeah. M A L E M A I L. Like oh, you know, okay. I mean, Thank it was pre-internet. Now you just go on the internet and buy stuff. Went. Now the internet, you just go and buy stuff. Back in the day, you you know, you got catalogs. Remember the Sears catalog from Which, like a hundred years ago? I wonder if you can find a nice guy on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so so. Um, <laughs> they had these two things. One was called Jack's friend, and one was called Jill's friend. And keep in mind, you're in a small plane. There is no bathroom in a small plane. Yeah, they still have those. You know what I'm talking about? Jack's friend and Jill's I friend. I do. It's like a little, a little, shall we As say, seen on TV. Yes, <laughs> it's a little appliance. If you're a man, it has one. Uh, uh, accessory, and if you're a woman, it has another accessory, and then it has a little tube and has a little holding tank, and that's what you use when you're flying around. You know what's so funny is that last night I was putting David to sleep, yeah, and I I turned off you know all the lights and it's like pitch black in this man's room, yeah. So <laughs> I go, do you want me to get you a candle because I have these flameless candles all over the house? And I said, do you want me to do that because the only thing that's glowing in the dark is the 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 top of your urinal. That's the only thing you could see. Poor guy. It's the top of that urinal. Hey, we got to take a quick break. Otherwise, I'm going to go past 7 o'clock, and I can't do that. It's 6.59. We'll be back. Break. Ah, uh, yes. T-S-O. And in order to be T-S-O, you have to be one of two things. Certified. Uh, no, you have to be, in a musician, you have to be a long-haired old dude or a super attractive young gal. That's the way it is. The, the gals are all gorgeous and like 25 years old and the dudes are all like 85 years old and they have hair down to their butt crack you know what i'm saying i do that's 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 tso anyway i should make fun of them they turn out good music the guy who who who, not to mention you're their demographic well the guy who did the whole thing um you know started the whole thing he died a couple years ago drug drug overdose which is sort of sad you know very sad yeah yeah i it's one thing i have vices in my life I'm thankful the drugs and alcohol are not one of them or two of them. I've never, to the point where if you said, matter of fact, I will admit something the other day. I bought a 99 cent, uh, like what do you call it, little little airplane bottle of booze the other day and drank it. What was it? Fireball? No. It's, you know, you go to like some of the stores and they have like the big bins, like at Schnooks, they have them yeah, at Deerberg's, yeah. the big bins and the 99 cent. You root through them. I'm always looking for the fireball. They never have any fireball. But I got one, and I tried this years ago, and actually it was good. 
wild turkey honey. You ever had wild turkey honey before? I haven't. It's pretty good. But that was, I'm trying to think the last time I had a drink before that was probably, I don't know, months ago. I'm just not a drinker. Now, when it comes to smoking dope, man, I just can't stop. You know? Oh, <laughs> oh by the way, you I forgot. You've never gotten stoned for- one a time in your life. I forgot Brad. to tell you this. What? When I was in Washmo on Wednesday, yeah. I drove by, you know, the pot place that got the lady drove her car oh into. Oh, they've got condoms. No, no, they don't they have, have condoms. condoms. What? <laughs> what is it called? It's, it's they have condoms. Is that what you said? No, I, that's what I said, but that's not what I meant. Condemned. Yes. <laughs> they, they, thank you. They, they've they've been condoms. They're big well, things over the entire building. Okay. Anyway. Oopsie. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Condom condemned. There's a little bit of difference between those two. Okay. Very little, but okay. Whatever. If, if you don't know the story, this happened what two three weeks ago. It did. Some lady who obviously was not, I don't know. The The story is she, when police interviewed her, she said she was heading north on 47 to go to Truesdale, which is a little tiny city just outside of Warren, uh, Warrington, okay? Well, unfortunately, she wasn't heading north on 47. She was heading south, and she was coming out of Warren County. She was going away from Truesdale, which is sort of interesting because she said she was heading there, but yet she was going the opposite direction. And if you know about Washmo, when they built the new bridge, they offset the new bridge from 47. So when you come south from Warren County on 47 into Washmo, at the end of the bridge, you make a turn to the left, and then you straighten out, you make a turn to the right, and you're back on Highway 47. It's more okay? of a jog. Yeah, it's like a jog. You make a left, and then you go right, okay? You know, bloop, bloop. Well, she went yeah. left, but she didn't go right. And if you just nope. keep going left, she literally ran through the front door of the pot place, the you know, what the what they call it, the Missouri something or other, um, and 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 not not only hit the building, went into the building, and the you know then the alarms start going off. The, you know the police department gets the burglar alarms. You know this alarm, that alarm, that alarm. They dispatch a police officer. Police officer shows up. There's a car inside the marijuana place. Okay, so they go inside, and the lady sort of. I don't think she was badly injured. I think she had a couple scrapes and bruises. But to get her out of the car, then the car's car, then the car catches fire. So <laughs> Did, I didn't yes, know that it caught fire. Talks about how the fire. The, the police. I read the report and it said the police tried to put it out with their little handheld held fire extinguishers but that didn't work and then the fire department comes and all the marijuana started going up and for three blocks around the marijuana dispensary all of a sudden at this happened like 12 30 in the morning i think on thanksgiving morning 12 30 in the morning by three o'clock the jack-in-the-box and the taco bell were filled with people from washmo trying to get tacos that is not true <laughs> they were all, all the munchies hey honey oh huh. why why am i hungry all of a sudden it's two o'clock in the morning didn't we have a good deal meal last night yes we did honey so well, it was I, 2 a.m did... it wasn't 12 30 but you know by the time the, the the place caught fire and the place caught on fire and all the marijuana started to smoke you know it was it you know it takes a while to get that contact high you know what i'm saying i mean it's not just like bulk you just don't get it you know i mean you got to be snort snort How away do you even know okay anyway so so they closed the place and i said to shelly i said i think they're going to open it in a temporary place because they have one of those mobile home not a mobile home but one of the modular homes they had the two sections of the modular home sitting in the parking lot sure enough they opened the place across the street so see i didn't but, i didn't know to look across the but street. it's not open yet and so i drive up there and this is what's interesting i drive up and i drive into the parking lot and i'm going to take some pictures i'm going to send them to you 
I didn't. I never sent them to you. Shame on me. I'm going to take some pictures. Yeah, you never did. Thanks and I pull so up much. in the parking lot, and I'm going to taking pictures, and three people come right, rushing out of the building, wanting to know what I'm doing. And here's the bizarre part of it: is I say to the one guy. I mean, this is this is the randomness of life. Like six the degrees. Randomness of life. The randomness of life. Six degrees of separation. I say to the guy, "Hey, I'm from the radio station. I'm here taking some pictures." And the guy says, "Oh, I know who you are." He knows my name. How does he know my name? You're not going to believe this story, but you might remember this. Years ago, he called me up wanting to buy our building in Washington for the marijuana dispensary. I remember that. (laughs) This is the same guy. The guy's name is Randy. I'm not going to give his full name. Randy, whatever the heck his name is. And, And he goes, remember, I tried to buy your building. And he was ready to buy my building. The problem was... It was like a foot too close to the school. No, foot too close to a church. It was like it was like oh, 100 yeah. feet well, too close mm-hmm. to a church because they have these rules. Remember, they had that in O'Fallon. I think it was yep, a state rule. Did. It has to be 1,000 feet from a church. It has to be 1,000 feet from a from a, from a a you know a church and a school or something. Anyway, it has to be like 1,000 feet, okay? So he couldn't buy it. So I said to him, I said, What's going on? Are you going to, because I've heard two different rumors. I heard one rumor is they're going to tear down the building and build it over again. The other one, they're going to rebuild it. Okay. And, and he says, he says, we don't really know right now. And I go, are you open inside the new, nope, we're not even open inside the new building. I go, what are you doing? He says, we're sort of out of business right now. And I go, is the insurance taking care of this? He says, I don't know. He says, you know, he says, he says something to the effect that the ladies' insurance company has yet to even talk to us about this, so they're trying to avoid it. I'm surprised they even have insurance to begin well, with at all. What the woman that? Well, see, see, and this is I, I, the guy was he was working with some construction guys, so I didn't want to, you know, and he was sort of in a hurry, you know, he just and we had like a nice little five minute conversation. That was pretty much it, and he was going like, I'm more, you know, you have to excuse me, I'm working with the construction guys. So he went across the street. Okay, so. I'm wondering if he can get insurance because with the marijuana exactly. laws, there's so many things you can't, you can't do. Bank, how can you insure it? But what's interesting is he said to me, he says, "I'd love to do some advertising with you," and I said, "I don't think I can do it." And he goes, "Oh, I get it." He said, "He says because you're governed by the federal government." I go, "Yep, FCC." See, that's the whole thing. There are some radio stations around the country, especially in Colorado, who have taken. The states where marijuana is, and now you, we could legally, I mean, we could, I mean, not, you know, technically, we could advertise marijuana in the state of Missouri now. Hey, at ABC Medical Marijuana Place, if you've got pain, they've got the, re, you know, they've got the, the answer, that kind of stuff. But the problem that we've been warned about by our trade partners and attorneys that specialize in broadcasting law, you don't want to touch it because of the fact that the FCC could one day say, hey, uh, we heard your station, you're advertising this medical marijuana place, and you do know that marijuana, as far as the federal government is concerned, is is like a class one drug, and the sale of marijuana is a felony, and you're advertising in a radio station that you can buy a felonious you know, amount of a controlled narcotic at a place in your coverage area? Uh, we're going to talk to you about your license. We, we may want to take that license back from you. Mm-hmm. So that's what you have to be careful of, that they don't come down and say, okay, guess what? You know your license? Yeah. Well, you don't have one anymore. We're taking it back. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he couldn't have been a nicer guy, but it was so funny because he remembered me because literally- You I'm, are rememberable, Brad. I'm in Las Vegas 
And this is what's funny. Didn't he call you first? Wasn't that how it happened? Didn't he call you first? Yes. He call, I'm in Las Vegas at the NAB convention. And I think you called me and go, there's this guy who's called me and wants to buy the building in Washington. I go, what? Yep. And he wants to buy it for a marijuana place. I go, give me a break. And he gave me a phone number. You gave me a phone number. I called the guy. Sure enough, he was for real. And the problem with that is, once again, and we even encountered that in O'Fallon. Remember that place we looked at in O'Fallon that they talked about, yeah. why does the medical marijuana place open here? And they go, well, it's because there's a church that's 600 feet down the street. Yep. So we can't open it here. So nope. I, And, you know, I'm going like, okay, so what's the difference? I mean, I'll, you know, and I know there's certain restrictions on that. You can't. I think they've probably loosened it up. No, it's still, it's the medical marijuana places are still the same. You have to be a thousand feet. And I got a feeling it's going to be this. Why did they build that marijuana place um, right up from the, uh, from the uh, drive-through? Where are you talking the, about? The, the washing place, the drive-through wa- car wash. Where? What are you talking about? I don't know. Remember, at at the time, we the, you couldn't you couldn't do it. You know, I mean, there was that. There I mean, were, it's like literally r- almost right next door to the police department. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, maybe the police have pain and they need to go over there and get some pain medication, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you you work a twelve-hour shift like a lot of the police departments do now. You know, you go over there and you know. I go into, <laughs> yesterday, I'm out and about, I'm in Wentzville yesterday, and I stop at one of the quickie marts in Wentzville, and I go into the bi- in the bathroom, and there's a police officer in there, and I say to him, hey, how you doing today? He's fine. I go, this is when- Isn't the, that awkward? No, no, this is when, this is when the snow just started to fall, and I go, boy, you're going to have a fun day today, aren't you? And he goes, he goes, yep. He says, I can't wait till six o'clock comes. They work 12-hour shifts in Wentzville. He said they work mm. 6A, 6P, and then the night guys come in and work 6P to 6A. Okay, and I said to him, I said, is it really tough with all the accidents? He says, the thing you always have to worry about is when you roll up on an accident is another car smashing into, especially in, like in the snow. You know, somebody skids into yes. you, you're working an accident, another guy skids into you. He says, that's what you have to, you know, see, really keep your eye open for that like, and now once the traffic slows down, you know, because the first car, usually the first police car on an accident scene Trust me, I know, as I'm sitting sideways on Highway 270, Interstate 270, with cars whizzing by me after I've just been hit by a tractor trailer, and I trapped in my car and I can't get out, and I was scared until the police got there and turned his lights on and directed traffic around me. Other than that, I'm going like, I'm going to be, I'm I'm lived through getting hit by a tractor trailer. Now I'm going to be hit by somebody who I'm sitting sideways. My battery has been destroyed. My lights are out in my car. It's nine o'clock at night. I'm going to hit. They don't have their lights on. (laughs) They're coming barreling. You know know what? Lately, there has not been one single day where I haven't had that happen. People have, have, you know, having, I mean. With their lights on? Every night I, I'm out I've driving around. i noticing that a lot too. It's like. And it's so a, here I am, you know, sitting there smushing my blinkers to tell them to turn their lights on if they're coming at me. And they all slow down like they think I'm warning them about a police officer. Well. It's like you do not see this car that's gray. Right. No lights. In the twilight. I know. It's no, it's that crazy. That has no lights front or back. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what? We have to make a phone call here real quick. Let's try. make a phone call. We have to make a phone call here. Let's see if my phone's going to... Oh, there it is. Boy, this phone works great. I love this new system. Thank you, Mike Otten. Any money doesn't answer. 
Did you answer? <clears throat> Hello? Hello? Did I wake you up? Uh, yes. Did I wake you up? Yes. <laughs> this is my son, Drew. And today is a special day for Drew. Right, Drew? Oh, yeah. Very special. <laughs> it's Drew's birthday. Aw. Happy birthday, Drew. How are you doing? I'm all right. Are you off work today? <laughs> you betcha. Yeah. So so did you go out partying last night? Uh no. That's tonight. That's <laughs> tonight. <laughs> yeah. So so I'm not gonna ask you how old you are because that makes me feel real old. But you're my youngest of four, okay? December twenty third. Can I tell you something? I think I've told you this before. I wanted you to be a Christmas baby. I was hoping for Christmas Day. And you would have hated that, right? Already, 23rd is not the good day to have a birthday, right? Yeah, it's not the greatest. Because everybody is scurrying around for Christmas, and you don't get double presents, do you? You get one present, right? You get a Christmas present, no birthday present. Yeah, less time to recuperate between paychecks, man. I get less presents. <laughs> yes. Okay, so... so Anything you want to talk about as far as your birth? See, you want me to embarrass you and tell you about your birthday, how you were born, where you were born at, the whole bit? I mean, if you're trying to dox me and give out my info. <laughs> no. Two o'clock in the morning. Once again, your mother never gives birth in a hurry. You know, it takes like a day uh, in the hospital. You were born at like two o'clock in the morning. You remember that? Oh, yeah, of course. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, I bet you do. You remember coming out, what are all these people doing looking at me? What are all these nurses and doctors in here, right? So, no, yep. so well, so what time were you going to get up this morning? Uh, Probably like 9. <laughs> well, guess what? It's 7.22. I got you up a little early. Well, I won't bother you. I'll let you go back to sleep. Uh, can you go back to sleep? Uh, probably. Okay, and I have lunch with you and your mom today, which is going to be nice. I haven't seen yes. you in a while. You know, how's your man bun doing? Oh, it's great. <laughs> My son has a man bun. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? I have a man bun as well too. Did you know that? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's getting a new pay. Yeah. <laughs> you remember your sister believed that for years that uh, that that I had a hairpiece, right? Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Drew, I let you go back to sleep. I shouldn't awaken you this early. Uh, I love you. I will see you at, what, 1230, right? Yes. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> My son, Drew. <laughs> you know. Your kids are so lovely. Four kids, same mom, same dad. They couldn't be any different than each other. I mean, each one is totally different. My daughter, who's the attorney. My number number one son, who's now down in Florida, who's the smartest kid of them all, because five or six years ago when he announced okay, he was moving blah, to Florida, blah, 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 moving blah, to Florida, blah, blah. because right now, <laughs> hold on, let me, let me look what, what the temperature is right now. Hey, let's let's go on a little water thing. Right now, the temperature in let's see where it is in St. Louis, it's minus four. Okay, we'll go through some cities. They're all in my lot of thing. In Washington, it's minus two. Washington is in wash mode. New York, it's fifty one, and it's drizzling right now. In Santa Clara, California, it's forty seven. How's it 51 in New York? In St. Louis, Kansas City, it's minus 5. Anchorage, it's 19. It's colder in St. Louis than it is in Anchorage, Alaska. Can you believe that? Okay, let me keep going. Mobile, Alabama. Oh, it's 24. That's cold for Mobile. Wow, that's cold. That's right down the street from my son, but that must be really cold. Pensacola's 28. Man, that's got to be cold for them. I don't think my son has a heater in his, in his, in his house. 
I think it's just all air conditioning. Wow, 28. That's got to be like an all-time low in Pensacola. I mean, things freeze at 28. I don't think people normally have things freeze in Pensacola. Wow. Anyway. (sighs) Drew. Drew, I taught how to drive a stick. And Drew is, for a long time up until recently, Drew drove a stick every day. And, man, he was good at it. He drove a six-speed, had a Mustang, six-speed transmission. And, man, was that a cool car. When he traded that in, I, I cried. I cried. I went with him the night he traded it in. I cried. I loved that car. I used to drive that car. Oh my God, six speed, and it wasn't it wasn't like a you know a GT. It was a Mustang. It had a V6. That sucker was fast. As a V6, you could get. I mean, it was so much fun going through the gears. You know, you you get on the highway, you, a dead stop. You know, you pop the clutch in one. You know, you're sh- up shifting all the way until sixth gear, and you hit sixth gear at like about 95 miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. But you don't believe I would hit 95, right? <laughs> no. Okay. I think if you hit 45, you're, you're uh, pushing it. I was doing 45 yesterday driving around, and people were passing me. I'm going like, you people are nuts. You know, you can't even see the pavement. This time of the year, I don't know. Yeah, now that kind of shenanigans I think is ridiculous. I had a guy pass they me. They need a- to rethink that whole scenario. I was on 364 yesterday afternoon. You couldn't see the lanes. I had a guy pass me. I'm not kidding you, Shelly. I think he was doing 80. I'm going like... That doesn't surprise me. How in the hell is he... It really doesn't. I mean, I'm going like, how does he do that? I mean, if he hits the brakes just to slow down for somebody, he's going to spin all around. You know what I mean? He's just going to lose it doing 80 miles an hour on like... You know, and and once again, what happened yesterday was it started as a little bit... You know, I was out yesterday. It started as a little bit like a little bit... Because remember, when we got off the air, it was still like like what 40 degrees or something like that it was like 38 or something like that wasn't it and then it yep. dropped like a rock so it, did. it started with a little bit of mist a little bit of because i was out early and matter of fact when i went into st charles went in downtown st charles had a nine o'clock appointment that was interesting and uh when i'm walking i'm i'm getting wet walking up you know through downtown st charles where i had to park my car and then as i got out about 10 o'clock or so it started you can feel it getting colder and then it started raining a little bit more. The roads were all slick with rain. And then the, tra- the temperature dropped like a rock and the snow came down on top of it. So in other words, the rain was underneath there. It froze and then snow on. That's like some slick stuff. Oh, was I supposed to say something? <laughs> no. Well, it is slick. I mean, we have yes, to... Brad, it was very slick. That's right. As co-host, you're supposed to agree with everything I say, right? Because I do. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> we, right, have, don't. we have these debates all the time. We do. Yeah. 727. Debate this, debate that. It is BS.show. Ah, uh, yes. Another one of my favorite Christmas songs. Good old George Strait. Now, that is that is a country Christmas song. Got the, it is. Got the fiddle, not a violin. Got the fiddle going on there. Got mm-hmm. the twang, you know, talking about, you know, and he says honey and babe in it. You know, if that were a song today, he'd be banned. You know, you can't say honey and babe. That's terrible. I'm lucky I can even speak. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know me. I'm not the kind of guy that ever blames anybody else. And I never blame anybody else. But I have to admit to you, this cold weather is all Jack Frost's fault. It's all his fault. It is. Hold on. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I got it. Okay, now, 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 go ahead. I didn't have. Now, you. I, I hear that you are you are besmirching my name. 
Um, yeah. Which, I, which I, I find hilarious. I find very funny that all of you want a white Christmas every year. Every year, ask me for a white Christmas. Um, look out your window. Your man has delivered. <laughs> so... <laughs> We don't care about the temperatures. All we care about is the fact we got snow on the ground for Christmas, right? That's all we care about, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone wants snow, but they want it to be a balmy 72 degrees. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work, does it? Jack Frost, you must be in heaven because right now it's negative temperatures. This is this is your this is your batting area. This is like your your sweet spot of your life, right? Well, I guess. I mean, it's it's still a little tropical to me, but I've been hydrating. I've been wearing my high SPF sunscreen, so I think I'm going to make it through this heat wave okay. What sunscreen do you need when there's no sun out? It hasn't been sun like three days now or something like that. Oh, it's it's true. It's true. And it, and it is great, but is, doesn't it doesn't just put you in the festive spirit, Brad. What, the sunscreen? <laughs> no, yeah, always. Always. I don't know. No, I, I don't. I haven't had sunscreen on in like, I don't know, maybe for three or four months or something like that. So this is, shall we say, your last hurrah. It's the last hurrah. It's the big grand finale along Main Street in St. Charles for Christmas traditions. Where has the time gone? And this is Jack Frost, the one and only Jack Frost, who's the star. Are you the star? You consider the star? Well, is Santa listening to your show? Of course not. It's just those two people who listen every week. So, yes, I am the star. <laughs> Three people listen every week. That's what you told one of my listeners. Okay. No. Uh, uh, he is one of how many characters again now? We have 34 different characters of Christmas history who have invaded Main Street to uh, make winter a wonderland, as we say. And how many different Santas? We have over nine different Santas representing different uh, countries from around the world, sharing how those countries celebrate Christmas. We also have uh, Hanukkah and Kwanzaa represented as well. Wow. And this is all on Main Street in St. Charles. Now, only two days left. I sound like only two days left. It's, <laughs> it's tonight and tomorrow. Give us the times. That's true. You, you're down to your last few hours, you know, just like everyone who waits to the last minute for shopping, all the people who wait to the last minute to see their favorite characters. So tonight we are back on Main Street from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And then tomorrow, Christmas Eve, big grand finale. We start at 11 a.m. And then at 1.30, we have our big Santa send-off pep rally at the gazebo on the 400 block across from Grandma's Cookies. And then that's it until 2023 i'm going to ask you a dumb question and you can All laugh right. at me because here comes my dumb question you're not closing because of the weather are you <laughs> no listen brad i'm gonna come through this phone right now i just <laughs> I... No, we are not closing. We are all representatives of the North Pole. Now, look, for any of your listeners who are concerned, because we do, you know, not all of our characters are elves. They're not all used to this type of weather. So we are all taking nice little precautions. I'm going to ensure you that all my legendary figures are going to stay nice and warm. Uh, but everyone will be out there. So we hope the people will come out, uh, shop at the small businesses, you know, get those last-minute Christmas gifts, and uh, say goodbye to their favorite characters characters until the new year yep and then it's gone okay now another stupid question for you i saw a picture of you on a bicycle is that right you got a bicycle well you know what they say i do put the icicle in bicycle so 
It is true. Apparently, uh, so I was riding that in the the famous Santa Parade oh. along Main Street. Okay. Um, apparently, uh, I didn't read my contract rider close enough because I, I very specifically asked for a limousine, and I showed up there, and and, th- and there was a bicycle waiting for me, like I was some common plebeian. Um, <laughs> but they did throw in the little uh, the little jingling bell on the handlebars, so I got to jingle all the way. All the way down Main Street, potholes and all. Well, Let I, me tell you. I was going to say that's going to be a little bit tough. Or it's, it's isn't it tough on the teeth when you're on those cobblestones? You know, like it's like blah, 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 you know. I mean, Let doesn't... me tell you, the the teeth thing is a very hard issue because you know that weird little elf from from Rudolph. You know, Hermie, the dentist elf. Oh <laughs> right. my! Every time I lose a tooth, it's like I turn around and boom, there he is. And he's like, oh, I'll take this Jack Frost. Every child wants something Bluetooth enabled, and, and I'm I'm just offended by the fact that he wants my blue teeth i don't believe you just said that i'm going like now i've heard every pun in the book (laughs) i throw (laughs) something at you and you just pick up and run okay (laughs) bluetooth enabled okay okay um jack frost have a nice night and we will it's always such a pleasure to talk with you every year. And and before you know it, just 330-some-odd days, we're going to do it again. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, if, if, if they let me out of the, the old folks' home next year, we'll have to see that. <laughs> Jack Frost, it's always a pleasure. Uh, once again, tonight, tomorrow, the hours again. Yes, tonight on Main Street, Friday, it is 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Tomorrow, big grand finale. We start at 11 a.m., uh, end with the big Santa send-off at the gazebo at 1.30 p.m. It's always a pleasure talking with you, and you don't realize how much fun I have with you. Oh, the feeling is mutual, Brad. Thank you for all the memories over the years and looking forward to the future. So season's freezings to you, and Happy New Year. <laughs> Bye. Talk to you later. <laughs> Does he have... Every single cliche, downright, I'm telling you, every single, can you believe him? Shelly's gone. I throw the thing about 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 his teeth chattering on the cobblestones he's on the bicycle. Because I saw this picture of him on a bicycle. I'm going like, what's he doing on a bicycle? I didn't realize that was a parade. But riding a bicycle, I've ridden a bicycle down Main Street in St. Charles. And it's a little bit, you got to watch where you go because the cobblestones can be, a little bit tricky on a bicycle. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. So he picks you're up. a little bit tricky in a car. <laughs> yes. Well, no. In your car, maybe. <laughs> and in stilettos. Yeah. Well, yeah. All very tricky. Yeah. I, you, you're right. I mean, I'll I'll admit it. It's tough when I wear my stilettos on Main Street. Mm-hmm. I always have a tough time. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Okay. Where were we going with this? I have no idea. I don't know, Brad. He's a hard act to follow. I mean... No matter, no matter what I throw him, he picks up on it. And it's funny. I had someone last year say, do you script that thing with him? I go, no, we don't. Literally. you We you, don't script anything on behind, the station. Behind the scenes. A minute before we go on the air, you hear it because you're listening. You know, you don't hear what's, you know, people hear what's going on in the air. They don't hear what's going on in the studio. I call him literally a minute before we go on. Right? Yep. And I say true. to him, I said, hey got a minute you ready yep ready to go that's it we don't talk about anything we don't i don't you know sometimes this is actually sort of funny i think it's funny 
I get people. Funny peculiar well, or no, funny haha. I get. I happened yesterday. I had a lady call me who wanted me to interview somebody. She's a PR person, a comms person. They call them now. They're not PR mm-hmm. people anymore. She's a comms person, and she's got some guests. And the guests sounded sort of interesting. And she said, "Now we have to have all the questions cleared in advance." I go, "I don't know what I want to ask him." And she says, "Don't you normally like do prep work or guess?" I go, "No, I put them on the phone and we talk." You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's it. I, that is how you do it. Oh, and most of the time. This it, is how we do it. You know, and, and I said, well, quite honestly, I've never had too many complaints. Most of the time people will say to me, well, you know, I mean, people have said to you, like, and I'm not trying to pat myself in the back, but we've had people, our clients who have been nervous about this and you've, you've arranged the call. I call them and then afterwards they'll contact you go, wow, he made it real easy. I just yes, yes, they do say that. I'm just talking to people. That's all I'm doing. I'm not interrogating. I'm not going to pull a, you know, a a. That's uh, only with me. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to pull a what was the guy's name? Mike Wallace deal. I'm not going to you know show up with the camera crew and barge into your office, you know, at four o'clock in the afternoon and we're here to talk to you about sixty minutes and we know you did this and blah 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 blah. That's not what I do. You know, I just try to you know have people on the air, have fun. You know, if they're trying to sell something, give them a, you know. T- Time to time to pitch, like you know what's you know, good old Jack Frost. What's he selling? He's selling beautiful downtown St. Charles and Main Street and Christmas traditions. You know, which quite honestly, I think is a great deal. I mean, you know, and it's a perfect perfect weather for it. Yes, he's he's happier than a pig in slop, right? He's happier yes, than he is. He's happier pig in shoes. He's happier than 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 Jack Frost in minus zero temperatures. I mean, let's look at it that way, right? It is. Minus temperatures. I know. He's really happy. And it's all his fault. Okay. We have to take a break. Uh, You know, probably going to be our second to last break. And then we're done. Aw. It's been so... Don't you think we should go on for like another hour? No. (laughs) Oh. Because I got things I have to do. Oh, excuse moi. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's uh, 744. 744. Uh-huh. What a great song that is. I don't care what anybody complains about the fact that it's sexual or sexist or whatever the heck. What do they complain about? The fact that it's like... I don't... Anything and everything? <laughs> yes. I mean, like, you can't do anything anymore. I can't... You can't. That's terrible. You can, you, you can do absolutely nothing. Oh, man. That's fun. That's um, lighthearted. Brett Eldridge. Yes. Or I'm they, sorry. I heard. I remember. It. They call it the date rape song. That's what they're saying. They they call that. The, they call that the you know, date rape like, song. Come on, give you know, give it a rest. How old is that song? Oh, that's it's, it's well, decades. Well, no, old. that that version's like five or six years old. That's Brett Eldridge no, and I Megan Trainor. Song itself. Um, I believe it goes back. I believe it that's was like, like Bing Crosby. Yeah, like I think you here. Let me let me see who the original version was. Um, baby, it's cold outside. I believe it was it was in one of the one of the like. I think you're right. I think I think it's a Bing Crosby movie. It um, is. Baby, it's cold out. Or maybe it was Dean. No, it was Dean Martin. That's who it is. I think I have was the original. It? Uh, let's see. Baby, it's cold outside. Um, oh, that's not it. Um, why here here people also ask why is baby it's cold outside not allowed okay but even when baby it's cold outside first became a hit some people thought it was risque as time reported in june 1949 <laughs> queasy nbc first banned the lyrics as too racy get this this is nbc back in 1949 then decided they contained nothing probably purient and put the tune on the air baby hit the hit parade and began climbing December 20, or maybe it's hold outside. Okay, history music. Uh, here's history music. Let's see. 19, 
here's a version where Kelly Clarkson and John Legend are singing it. I didn't know that version was out there. Here, let me look it up in Wikipedia. Um, da, 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 da. I think it was written. Hold on a minute. My Scott pop-ups keep coming up. Oh, my God. Knock it off. It's want me to sign Born in. Storm. Um, Frank Loser, L-O-E-S-S-E-R, composer and lyricist. He wrote Baby It's Cold Outside. Story behind Who this, sang it? Um, story behind this song has never been a secret. The factoid made it into Time's 1949 article on song's popularity, but most people first encountered it on when Ricardo Montalban and Esther Williams re- performed it in the 1949 movie Neptune's Daughter. Ricardo Montalban. You know who Ricardo Montalban is? You know who? Of course I do. <laughs> Corinthian, Corinthian, Corinthian leather. leather. Right. And in some of the, the was the Naked Gun movies? Oh, my God. Those are, are police story movies. What they call it? I think it was Naked Gun. Oh, my God. He plays the villain in one of those movies. It's so funny. Ricardo Montalban. Okay. <laughs> Neptune's Daughter. In the scene, the two actors Which are... Which makes sense because Esther Williams was a uh, professional... Um, water dancer. In the scene, the two actors are sitting on the couch when Williams tries to stand up. Montalban pulls her back down by tugging her arm. Oh my God, I can't believe that happened. (laughs) Baby, It's Cold Outside won the Academy Award for the best song in 1950 and it became one of the hottest songs of the holiday season in the next years. Artists from Louis Armstrong to Miss Piggy covered it. Miss Piggy. And Time named it one of the 100 best songs of all time. But even when Baby It's Cold Outside first became a hit, some people thought it was risque. As Time, here we go, as Time reported in June 27, 1949 issue, Queasy NBC, we just talked about that already, okay? In that debate, experts on mid-20th century sexual norms say lies a lesson about how consent and dating culture in America has evolved. Can we do anything without having experts analyze it, right? No. <laughs> the, the, not, the 1940s was not exactly a time of extreme chastity. In fact, World War II brought it with a wave of sexual activity. Yes, it's called the baby boom. Yes. <laughs> People behaved in war in ways they wouldn't have been Faved in peacetime, says Beth Bailey, author of From Front Porch to Backseat, Courtship in the 20th Century. Blah, 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 blah. Many wartime couples thought they might never see each other again, and many married young, often ending up with the first person they'd lost their virginity to because it was considered the right thing to do. But dating, as we know today, was still only a few decades old, and the rules and expectations for what would happen on a date were still being worked out. Okay, I got, I got this bizarre... I get on my one email address, I get more and more of these people... You know, you're not supposed to spam people, but every day I get more and more people that send me emails. And it's like people trying to get me to interview authors and books. And I got something the other day. I just started getting these a couple weeks ago where every day in the morning I get a recap of Dr. Phil's show for that day. It's like, hey, today on Dr. Phil, you know, blah, blah, you blah. You signed up for that? No, I just, they just show up because. Well, then all you have to do is unsubscribe. No, they're, but they're, they're sending, I'm, it's not a mailing, it's not an unsubscribe this. I'm getting them as like a PR thing. They're sending me because there is no unsubscribe on them. You know, they're doing it. I guess they're doing there it. There has to be well, an unsubscribe. There, you know, there has to be, there's rules about, there, there are rules about that, but people don't pay attention to the rules. You know, that is. No, I mean, they you do. know, I mean, you're supposed to have permission from someone. I get all, every day I get somebody new emailing me on mailing list. Anyway, the Dr. Phil thing That's was. That's because I wrote your uh, email address on the girls wall i know going and, down 70 and i still get those people that 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 you know, on the girls wall that still get the women that want me to give more toilet paper but that's all another story okay so no that's not what they want Brad. <laughs> okay so uh 
the thing talked about Dr. Phil's guests today are experts on dating in the twenty in the twenty first century. And it talked about all sorts of goofy stuff. And they had this expert on there who's an expert on the dating sites. And she's saying, well, people on the dating sites aren't really dating. It's, you know, it talked about, and she says, there's lots of men on the dating sites that will never meet a woman. They're just on the dating sites because they want to have conversations with women and they can't have conversations in person. I'm going like, what? I mean, what? and she tells all this weird stuff about blah, 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 and women on dating sites, they're looking for a husband. And I'm going like, okay, whatever. You know, I mean, it's, that's not necessarily accurate. Well, but you know, there's a new dating site called Talkify. Well, she talks this lady. And what is that about? She oh, goes different than other dating sites. All dating sites are the same. Well, she goes into more detail about how how things have changed for the worse. Is and she talks about this is what I thought was interesting. And she being this is this dating this this psychology. She's like a PhD and she's a psychologist oh, okay. and, and she specializes in in the woman man relationship. And I'm think, thinking, well, I don't think you can talk about it anymore because you can't talk about men and women anymore. It's got to be you know gender forty six and gender thirty eight, you know stuff like mm-hmm. that. Anyway, gender she, neutral. She talks about how bad it is that we don't meet at bars anymore. And I'm going, what? <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, like, isn't that like what, what most women don't like? If you go, like, I know women that tell me that they go to a bar for a drink and like maybe they go with there with the girlfriends and some creeps up. Hey, baby, I'll come buy you a drink. Uh, you know, I'm my name's Joe. Last name's Stud. Yeah, you can just call me Joe Stud. You know what I mean? That's what the women don't want, right? But she's saying that's what's missing nowadays is that women and men going to bars to meet each other. I'm going like, what? Do you go up there and go, hi, I used to fly helicopters. I was a naval aviator. <laughs> no, I've never been a naval aviator. I used to fly helicopters, though. But the bizarre part of it is, is I'm thinking to myself, I don't get it. I mean, in other words, they're talking about online dating, but she's saying that we should go back to picking up, you know, if you're a dude, picking up women in bars. I'm going like... I don't know if that's I don't know if that's forward or backwards thinking. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like I it just to me it was like oh, and then doctor and then doctor Phil. Get, I used, I can't. I used to do a perfect doctor Phil. I lost my doctor Phil impression. Pressure today on doctor Phil. We're going to talk about dating, and we're going to have an expert who's going to tell us that dating online is no good. Go back to the 50s and 60s. Go back to going to a bar and picking up women today on doctor Phil. I get so sick of Dr. Phil. I mean, you know, I mean, wouldn't you like to know that he's really got a screwed up life? You know, wouldn't you like to know that everybody has a screwed up that life? That him and his friend. wife like duke it out every night. They, you know, they punch each other and and she throws him through a window and he crawls back through the the dog, the you know, the dog opening in the door and then she kicks him and it's sort of like, you know, like a recreation of 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 Home Alone, you know, where she throws a pot at him and hits him in the head and you know, he he throws something at her and then he gets on TV. I'm Dr. Phil and I've got this perfect life. I've got a perfect wife and I'm going to tell you how to lead your life because my life's perfect and you should be just like me and then he goes home at night and you know him and his wife are duking it out you know and he goes into the, the show the next morning the makeup artist goes oh dr phil you've got a bad shiner there she, we're gonna, we're, she really got you good dr phil <laughs> we're gonna have to really put some makeup on that shiner because otherwise it's gonna look like your wife punched you and we know that doesn't happen <laughs> right, right, right okay we have to take our last break and then we'll be back for our final song and we'll say goodbye okay we're going to be late. Forever. 
Okay. <laughs> it's No, not it's, forever. It's, Hello. It's 7:58. Mm. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.